Jason Lee Podcast. Welcome back to our new episode of the Jason Lee Podcast. Yes, my favorite thoughts are back in the building. Uh, can you call somebody a thought that's in a relationship? Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah, you can. Okay. Absolutely. Well, I'm not oh. talking to you. Well, I'm not in a relationship. <laughs> exactly. That's why I'm not talking to <laughs> yeah. you. Well, listen, you're talking to two single people and uh, someone who's locked down. I, you know, I'm happy to be back. You know, I'm on the campaign trail, as you know. Uh, I, I don't even know. At this point, by the time this comes out, we're probably thinking 15 days until ballots hit and then 40, a few, 40 something days until uh, the, the uh, election day. And this is really, really real. And I'm so excited. When I think about what I'm doing and why I'm doing it, people have questioned, you know, why in the middle of your career when everything is booming, would you go and run for office? And when you think about where the world is going and those of you who only focus on TikTok and whether or not uh, Trump is going to sign a STEMI for you, you know, you're not looking at the bigger picture. And so, yes, it's a huge sacrifice, but I have to say I'm really grateful to my friends. I'm grateful to my team. We are out there in these streets. And I and unless you have ever been involved in politics or the political process, you don't know how intense it could be. When we're out there, you haven't had an opportunity to come yet because you're holding this down in Miami, but when you're out there in the streets and you're talking to the people, what does it feel like? It's, I've never done anything political before, but seeing you like switch hats and go into like presidential councilman mode and the people are listening. The yeah. people are like hopeful <laughs> and like, yes, Jason Lee. But it is scary, like knocking on people's doors and being like, hi, just here to tell you about Jason. Well, at least they're seeing us because they don't uh-huh. see any of the people who are elected. You know, what I what I know is yes, taking me back to the days when I was in the union. This is actually knocking on people's doors, get out the vote, GOTV as they call it, is the most important, but also the worst part of the process because you have to go out and weather the weather. You have to go out and knock on strangers' doors and ask them to support you. But, you know, what I'm trying to explain to people in the embodiment of the campaign that we're doing is that we're not asking for votes. We're asking for trust. And and what I know for sure is that most people in this country are fed up with politics because once you earn our trust, yeah, Joe, we did it, uh, you know, you go away. And you don't really connect to us in the way that you did during the campaign. And so I'm saying to people that although I don't take the position when we win and we will win, Uh, in March on March 5th, that I don't take the position until January 1st, 2025. But there's so much work that's going to start starting March 6th of organizing the district, bringing in relationships and getting the work going. And what I'm really trying to do is, in my mind, align it with all the priorities. So we've launched, Mm -hmm. we're launching the Hollywood Unlocked Office in Stockton. We're launching the Healthcare Unlocked Office in Stockton. Mm -hmm. uh, And we're setting up an infrastructure to be able to run our programs and create jobs already before I'm even elected. So I just want to say to everybody out there uh, watching from afar, we love, love, love all of the comments, all the social shares. And I want to show you before we get into the podcast today, I want to show you a little bit about What's happening? I talked to uh, Blue Toulouse recently on her podcast about uh, a situation where I went to meet with a bunch of pastors. And I'm not the type of person to go to somebody's church and tell the congregations that I'm going to be the candidate that they should vote for because I don't believe in politicking in the church. However, I do believe having relationships with all leaders and pastors are leaders is important because you want to be able to respect the infrastructure of other houses that have been built before you step into them. And so I met with a bunch of pastors and shout out to uh, 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 Pastor uh, Bishop uh, Houston, who invited me to the Pastor Alliance meeting with a group of pastors to talk about the campaign. And one of the pastors in there uh, was really pushing me on my agenda and wanting to know why I was focused on the youth and not focused on the voters, the adults. And I said to him, it's really important that we start 
focusing on young people because those are the future voters. Those are the people the most impacted by decisions that are made that don't have them in mind. And so I've been really, really consistent in having a youth campaign manager named Malcolm, who's six years old, uh, being out there, doing the work with the nonprofit, the I Am Ready movement, uh, and, and showing people that I believe that the kids are our future and that we should be uh, investing in them. And so uh, when he when he was pushing back on me, he said to me, well, if you're going to be in the community, there's an event on Monday uh, and we're going to do this Martin Luther King celebration. Why don't you pull up? Not only did I pull up, I called in a big dog. I called in a, a friend of mine, Miss uh, Leandria Johnson. Now, Leandria is somebody all of you already know, uh, and she's performed at the Hollywood Unlocked Impact Awards, la not last year, but the year before. And Rob, you were able to see her perform. Uh, what was your experience just watching her? Kill it, it. it was it was phenomenal. I mean, she really moves the spirit in the room when she sings. Her, she, it's a gift. Her voice is a gift, for sure. And Marina wasn't here with Hollywood Unlocked at the time, and she wasn't at that award show, but she uh, was able to meet Leandra, and we're going to come back to that. But the reason why I chose Leandra, and just for people who are intensely focused on what I've been doing and watching me and paying attention, because I don't know if people pay attention. Leandria Johnson coming to Stockton, when I could have called Yolanda Adams, Karen Clark, I could have called Marvin Sapp, I could have called any of the other uh, Christian singers uh, that are in my phone or that I'm one call away from. But I chose Leandria because if you know Leandria's story, Leandria was homeless, living in her car. She heard about a Sunday's Best Audition. She went and performed. She earned a spot on the show. She then grew into the show, won the show, went on to win Grammys. She's literally the embodiment of showing everybody that if you just put effort towards whatever your, your vision is, you can become whatever you want. So I really thought intentionally about having her be a part of this moment because I knew that there were gonna be a lot of people in the community who look like me. I'm gonna first start by showing you this clip really quick if you haven't seen it on my social media. Leandra Johnson was at my award show, like I said, in 2022, and during her performance, Jennifer Lewis, the uh, mother of Black Hollywood, got on stage after being so moved by her, she took her Christian Louboutin shoes and threw them across the room. Uh, and uh, so I wanted to do my part in repaying Leandria just for showing up, and this is what happened. Take a look. Everybody knows I'm running for city council here in Stockton, and last week I was meeting with a group of pastors, and they were asking me how active I was gonna be in the gospel community. Was I gonna come out to their event today for Martin Luther King celebration? I said, of course. And they didn't believe me. So I said, if I'm gonna go, I need to go with somebody who I love. I gotta take a date that would just probably make everybody's mouth drop because she inspires all of us. And so I called up one of my closest friends, somebody that I talk to all the time, Grammy winning gospel artist, Leandra Johnson. <laughs> Leandra, um, first of all, you know I love you. I love you back. And I know you love me and this is not no Hollywood thing. Mm -hmm. Leandria was at the 2022 Hollywood Unlike Impact Awards, and when she performed, she shut the building down. What did you think about that? It was different. It was breathtaking. It was enlightening. And of course, just being able to be in a different space and to be able to still be able to share God, you know, um, it was wonderful. And I'll do it again. I'll do it again. <laughs> she did not share God. She brought God as her plus one. Okay. Oh, Had everybody in their mama and Krishan Rock crying tears in there. But it actually set the standard for every award show. Now we end with gospel. 
because you come in we're gonna bring in the energy with the awards and when you leave we're gonna leave with god and then go to the after party because okay yeah you know but mm -hmm. during that performance the one thing that happened the mother of black mother of hollywood jennifer lewis who we all love got up on stage because she was so moved by leandra's spirit that she threw her christian louboutin shoes across the stage do you remember that <laughs> I remember. I said, hmm, all right. <laughs> next. Well, listen, but, yeah. let me tell you what was next. When Leandra said she was going to come here today, I called up my friend, Christian Louboutin, directly, and I got you again. Are you serious? Oh. He got you. Well, here, I'll let you. Mm -hmm. Thank you. Thank you, Christian. Thank you so much. Oh, my God. You know, he's black, too. What? Yes. Oh. He's a brother. <laughs> oh my goodness. Wow. Oh. I mean. Oh yeah, help me. Oh wow. Okay, listen here. You can't go wrong with a classic. You can't go wrong. And I promise you. These will be worn in great honor. And Jennifer Lewis is not here, so they will not be thrown tonight. Thank you, Jesus. Okay. Thank you. <laughs> thank you so much. Oh, wow. Thanks again. And thank you. Wow. Mm -hmm. You're welcome. Now we're on our way to go see the Lord. Now, yes, that was outside of my Mercedes-Benz Sprinter. Yes, we do pull up uh, in class. Um, it was that moment that I knew we were going to get out of the Sprinter, walk into the Civic Auditorium in my hometown, and surprise people who didn't even know that I was bringing her. Because, you know, if I'm going to be petty, uh, and I am a petty person, that's the new level of pettiness I'm going to do. When you ask me if I really believe in God, or really gonna, am I really going to pull up to an event uh, related to the Lord, I'm going to come with one of his disciples. Yes, I did. And I brought in powerhouse Grammy Award winning singer Leandra Johnson. They did not know that she was walking in. And she walked in with me and my two foster sisters, uh, Pam and Beverly, who were part of my uh, story, if you read my book, uh, with the Easters, who taught me about God. They walked in with me and we sat down. And then, uh, well, let me just show you what happened. Take a look. We have a guest singer here that's going to grace us. And we're going to give them just about five minutes. This woman is somebody whose story has touched us all. If you know it, clap your hands. I'm going to just hand the mic because this was really impromptu. I asked her the other day if she would come. She flew here to Stockton today just for this. And so please welcome my friend, Gospel Grammy Award winning, Leandra Johnson. Thank you. It's so good to be here. As she said, five minutes. I promise you I'll do it in two. Soon I will be The troubles of this world Oh, the troubles of this world Soon I will be done With the troubles of this world I'm going home To live with God 
Oh, come on, Stockton, you can do better than that. Hallelujah. I don't know about you, but I feel like preaching now. Now, listen, let, let, let me say something. I have been around Leandra a few times, and she's one of my favorite gospel artists. I have to tell you, standing next to her while she's singing, that was so much power radiating from her that she was almost shaking when she left, uh, when she put the mic down. I had never been that close to her when she's singing, but her power, her range, her performance killed it. That was your first time seeing her. What'd you think? So I always knew she was going to come, but I'm not familiar with Miss Leandria. But I on purpose did not want to Google her or look her up or listen to a song because I just wanted to be present. And it was freezing in the auditorium. But when she started singing, my whole body got warm and she ate them up in her new Christian Louboutins. <laughs> like to sing in heels is really hard. And I was blown away. And like to look at the whole, everybody else was mesmerized. And she did not drink any hot tea. There was no rehearsal. <laughs> she didn't even know what song she was going to sing until she got up there. And then to like have dinner with her after and hear her story. Like she is that girl. What did you think when you saw it on social? I, I I was blown away. And again, I think it, it's the the thing that I've been talking about with you over and over again. Like gospel brings that hope and that energy. And that's what you're bringing to the community. Mm -hmm. So I think it was just a perfect marriage of that. Um, I don't know. It's just... The power in her voice is just is is I don't even it's, I don't it's I don't even know how to describe it because it's so beautiful. Well, when she got there, she wasn't gonna sing. She actually came and she was gonna say some words. But after um, you know an experience, I'll just say of not being really, we weren't really that welcomed. Uh, to be honest with you, um, we weren't really overly accommodated. You know, I sent security ahead to make sure our seating was taken care of. They didn't want to give us the seating. I'm gonna just tell the truth. Um, they told him we had a special guest. They acknowledged me and everybody went crazy. And they said, Jason has a guest, didn't say her name. Mm -mm. So while we were walking up to, for her to say a couple words, Leandria leaned over and said, you're going to win. Watch this. And she took that mic and she did what she needed to do. And, uh, people were on Facebook just talking about how they were crying and how they needed that and mm -hmm. how they needed to be poured into like that. But what they also caught was that she was told she was only going to be given f five minutes. And, you know, you got to remember, I mean, I, I, I'm trying to come from a place of giving grace and saying, look, maybe because it wasn't planned, maybe because they didn't, the program time was going to run out. Uh, maybe they just, you know, uh, just didn't want to give her much more time. I don't know. I'm trying to give grace, but the reality is you give her what she needs because mm -hmm. she blessed that community with something that, uh, you know, honestly, they probably didn't even have the budget for and she didn't charge anything. So thank you, Leandra, so much for being a part of that moment. I'll give you a round of applause uh, because it was amazing. And thank you to everybody there who, uh, you know, enjoyed everything. Now. <laughs> Not the cricket. Somebody in there was saying, let's just get straight to the T. So that was my Freudian slip of the buttons. <laughs> let's just get to your favorite subject of the show, the T with Jason Lee. All right. Listen, so much has been going on. And this guy, Jonathan Majors, is in the news again. And now they're saying that we're we're witnessing a fall from grace. Wow, wasn't that his girlfriend's ex name too, Grace? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. 
Jonathan Majors continues to have this fall from grace after being found guilty of assault of his girlfriend, Grace Jabari. Now, let me show you a photo of him and the ratty-haired girl. This is them right here on the red carpet. Now, I know I've had a lot to say about how she looks, and people will say, don't shame her. Well, guess what? Shame on you, Grace. Because of you, we are sitting here watching a black man lose everything after an argument in the car with you that you said, allegedly, allegedly. he attacked you. You looked fine. You went and swiped his credit card, getting drunk at the bar with your friend, and you even text that you didn't do anything, but it's because he called you correct. <laughs> that everybody doesn't care. Well, I care, and that's why I want to talk about it. Now, we all know that Jonathan is facing up to a year in prison after being found guilty of two out of four charges in his case. Now, we've already talked about the reckless assault in the third degree and harassment in the second degree, and they acquitted him of two other charges I'm not even going to get into because at this point, it doesn't even matter. Well, what matters is that this fall from grace continues to happen. Now, before the verdict, Jonathan had already been publicly lynched by all of you on social media, and his budding career was cut short. Now, after being found guilty of assault, things continue to get worse as Jonathan was immediately dropped from Disney, the Marvel movie, as you know. A month later, he was black. Uh, uh, the blackballing continues. Now, I would tell you a problem that I had, and I don't know if I talked about it here because I took a week off, but I have to go back to it. Jonathan went and did his first interview with Good Morning America. Good Morning America is owned by ABC. Disney. Disney canceled him for Marvel. So I did not understand why he went to go sit down with part of a company that is part of his cancellation because you were getting no redemption. And I can tell you the answer if I go and dig around on that old Googler is that you have a white publicist that told you that that's where redemption lives. But guess what? It didn't work because even after all of that happening, the blackball blackballing of your career is still continuing to happen. And so if you have black people around you, like your girlfriend or anybody else, hey, Megan, hopefully they're telling you that whoever is guiding you right now has 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 created this moment that we're getting into today because this fall from grace continues to happen while grace is somewhere at a bar in Chelsea sipping on to, uh, on on Corona's. Well, allegedly now this past week, Jonathan was dropped from the Dennis Rodman biopic. And now it's something to be said when you get dropped from being able to play Dennis Rodman. Listen, <laughs> right. Um, but he would have yes. he would have ate that roll up. He would have ate that. You got dropped from playing Dennis Rodman. <laughs> That's like being dropped from playing hepatitis. Oh, <laughs> if you think about it, I'm not saying that Dennis has hepatitis, but if you looked at him long enough, you might catch it. <laughs> well, that was uh, tentatively uh, titled "48 Hours in Vegas," and that yeah, was probably a night with Madonna. Well, either way, Jonathan um, was also dropped from Magazine Dreams. And they're no longer uh, going to, you know, discuss, the project's no longer going to be taken on by Searchlight Pictures. The independent sports drama that premiered during the 2023 Sundance film says goodbye. We don't want you. Why? Because your fall from grace was witnessed on TMZ. Now, the thing for me is this. When are people going to realize that cancel culture only really applies to this? To this? And when are we going to stop playing into it? I, I have said I wanted to go and do a video on my Instagram and didn't have a chance to, so I'm going to do it right now. I personally feel like Tyler Perry and Oprah Winfrey, who catch a lot of flack for not supporting the blacks, hey, Monique, should step in and give him something. I do feel like there should be somebody in our community that looks like us who should step in and do something 
to stop the hemorrhaging because this person has an extremely important future in front of him if he's allowed to live it out. I don't even think I've seen him do anything egregious enough for it to warrant this type of lynching. This reminds me of when Kyrie Irving and the Jewish community mm -hmm. went to put a noose around his neck for retweeting something that lived on Amazon that Jeff Bezos didn't even get a scratch for. So my question is, is this a public lynching? And when is this going to stop? Because I really feel like it's training all the other blacks. Don't you get caught up with no white girl in the car uh, that she says you did something that, you know, you may not have gotten caught doing. What do you think? Uh, he is an unmatched talent and he was poised, in my opinion, to be the level of like a Denzel or Will Smith. The man is his, uber talented as an actor and they have cut the life of that short. And it's disappointing and it's frustrating that more black people in the entertainment space aren't standing up and supporting this man. It is infuriating because we've talked we've talked about this several times he was running away from this woman who was chasing him and then went like you said and spent money on his credit card with her broken finger it is just ridiculous to me that no one is standing up and supporting jonathan majors the man is a part of our community and we need to do better and it's to me like this reaction it's like he killed somebody like this right. this is like he's a murderer like nothing even happened we all go through shit like that probably it's just not recorded but i feel so bad for him denzel washington had alleged rumors with sanaa lathan and all other women in hollywood behind his wife's back who held him up through his whole career and he's still revered as the best actor best best actor best black actor that's ever lived and has continued to go on and on mm -hmm. and make films and the reason why is because he did it to a black woman he insulted and embarrassed a black woman and nobody cares but the fact that he did it to a white woman for the world to see on instagram now we care and we don't even see him doing anything egregious i can tell you there are times in my life where I've had to defend myself from being attacked, where my fingers gotten sprained or my fingers ended up in a splint because I've had to defend myself. We weren't in the car to see what happened, yet there's a verdict and a public lynching happening as a result of whatever we contrived in our minds. I just think the scary part, and this is why I love ownership, and I keep trying to tell people, those of you out there being happy uh, that you're getting these jobs with all these folks, you can be fired at any moment. And the idea that your whole life, your whole stability, your the way you care for your children, the way you care for your families, the way you're able to pay your bills is wrapped up in somebody else having that authority is scary. This is why I tell all my team, work for me until you can afford to go on and do your own thing because every or partner with me to build another branch of the bill or something else because you know why? Once you lose your job, Picking up the pieces, if you're okay with that, is just something that could be traumatic. And I just feel like for him, he doesn't really know what to do. Look at this picture. You look, this is how your career look right now. Lost in the headlights. Just a deer waiting to get ramped. Bambi part two. And you could have came right over here to Hollywood Unlocked and we could, the Jason Lee show could have laid out your story for you, poured into you and lifted you back up. But what you do, you went right over there. And now here you are right over here. Um... Don't really know what to say other than <laughs> good luck, uh, Jonathan. We'll uh, see you on your way, and hopefully, Megan will still be there to catch you. All right. Speaking of got caught, Monique. 
said that Oprah got caught. Now, Monique is never going to let Miss Oprah live. Even with this new Ozempic filled body, Oprah is still <laughs> under fire by Monique. Ain't that just precious? Uh, get it? Did you get it? Yes. Are y'all catching my analogies? Catch yes. It. And can I just say for all of you saying, oh, how are you going to be city council? He messy. This is not messy. This is called entertainment. Because you show up for this. You are sitting at home right now, scratching your ass and smelling your fingers, <laughs> watching this podcast, knowing or listening, because you can't download this everywhere, podcast stream. You are knowing that this is the entertainment that you live for. Mm-hmm. And I'm just here to do the Lord's work. Well, Oprah's under fire. By the way, Monique, you look older than Oprah. Uh. <laughs> what? I mean, money does change things. It does. Doesn't she look older, though? We love you, Monique, though. Uh, Monique, you know, you're supposed to come on the show a long time ago, and then you flaked last minute. I never even released those unreleased phone calls you had with Tyler Perry. I still have them. I should probably just release them on Tyler's birthday. You know, we release everything on people's birthday. Why are we doing that? It's a coincidence. Isn't it on accident? It has been coincidence every time it happens. But people think we're literally that sophisticated. (laughs) I'm going to put a pin in this really quick. Recently, we had... uh, Evelyn Lozada on the show, and she spilled some tea on Chad Ochocinco. We had a delay in putting her episode out by a week. It li- it aired on Chad's birthday. Mm. We're not planning this stuff out, but I really feel like we're getting in this. Re- it's the Lord. It's the Lord. <laughs> it's the Lord. We had to wish Chad a happy birthday on the same day mm-hmm. Evelyn talked about it. Well, anyway, um, I can't get past how Oprah looks younger than Monique. Not that I'm age shaming or anything like that, because I'm all I'm gonna get there. I ain't gonna have as much gray as that. But gray is also, it's it's a sign of wisdom, right? Yeah. Or stress because them checks stop coming in. <laughs> you know what? But the grand looks good. It looks good. No, look, listen, she's aging like a box of fine wine. <laughs> Not a <laughs> Well, in the last episode of our uh, show, the Jason Lee Podcast, we talked about Taraji P. Henson and her public plea for pay equality and pay equity for black women in Hollywood. And how she and Danielle Brooks also called out the poor set conditions on The Color Purple, leading to Oprah getting dragged for filth. She got dragged for filth. Now, here's the thing, Miss O, Lady O. I've seen your house on ABC specials. We've seen it on The Oprah Show. You don't even know what trees are in your yard because you don't even know what side of the house you're in at times. You go on hiking trails for miles. You had Sojourner True and the rest of the icon. Oh, Sojourner True been dead, right? Well, you had Cicely Tyson. Same thing. Uh, Didn't she pass away? Stay in the show. Okay. You, You had every icon and every diva or whatever, from Jan Jackson to Brandy to uh, Mariah Carey, you had Michelle Obama sitting in your front yard taking photos so you know what production should look like. You had a talk show. You never missed a day. 25 years, never called out sick. You own a network. You're a billionaire. Why are you still sending these actresses to work in outhouses? Why are you sending these black actresses that are supposed to be treated with respect? You know, they all think they're bigger than they are anyway, but at least give them some respect. They showed up to do the color purple. Everything you do to me, I don't already did to you. I'm going to tell you what you did to him. I told you what you did to him. You sent him over there with no trailers, no bathrooms, no nothing. They didn't even have hot tea to sing out them songs that were pre-recorded. But either way, Oprah, 
You did that. And you know what? You got caught. And you know what happens when you get caught with your slip up? You got this gray hair bandit right there waiting to let you have it. Miss Parker showed up at the door. Okay. Well, you got drugged for filth. Now, if you don't know what I'm talking about, and by the way, I'm not being messy. I'm only reporting the news. Danielle and Taraji had a lot to say about what Lady O did. Allegedly. Listen. I remember when we first came in and we were doing rehearsal and they put us all in the same space. Like we didn't have our own dressing rooms at the time and they did not give us it. Sorry, Miss O, we didn't have no food. She had no idea. <laughs> she didn't know what was going on. She had no idea. I heard about it. Oh, yeah. And you corrected it yeah, for us. Corrected it. You corrected I you. it. Didn't I call you? Yes. I and I was like, Miss O, we got to fix this. <laughs> and she said, say less. And was it not fixed? And fix? that's what I appreciated, though. You were our voice. Because a lot of times, yes, I've done a lot of TV, I've done a lot of films, uh, specifically independent films. But this is my first studio film. So sometimes you do come in just saying, okay, well, I'm going to just take whatever they give me. I'm just yeah. happy to be here, you know? But you spoke up for us, and you showed me how to do that. But what I've really enjoyed is your sisterhood is authentic, and it's real. Messy. Well, after Taraji and Danielle's revelations, Monique now has found a way into the ring. Wait. Because she had already called out uh, inequality for black women in Hollywood. And you know that was related to, was it Miss O? Anyway. When you hear those sisters say, when we showed up, we had, we didn't even have any trailers. When we showed up, there was no food. When we showed up, we had to get ourselves to the set. When you hear all of these things, and who was at the helm of this production, James? <laughs> Oprah Winfrey. Okay. So when you hear all of these things, and then you start saying, see, this is the treatment of the black actress. It's nothing new. It's nothing new that the trailers are subpar. It's nothing new that either the food is subpar or there's no food at all. That's nothing new. So when Oprah Winfrey sits at the helm and Taraji P. Henson says, it's an honor that we were handpicked. We were handpicked for this movie. Well, if they were handpicked for that movie, those women should have been taken care of from the moment go. Right. It, there's no way they should have walked up and there were no trailers. There's no way there was no food. And then when you hear Oprah say, but when Taraji called me, what did I do, Taraji? Lady O fixed it. When Taraji called Oprah, what happened was James Oprah got caught. That's what happened. And if you look up the, the, the title of producer and what it is a producer's job is, you'll find that what Oprah fixed should have already been prepared when they got there under the title of producer. There need not be a fix. We all watched those videos with Oprah Winfrey and Taraji. We all hear different things that Oprah Winfrey may say when it came down to Harvey Weinstein and we don't want to put this all on Harvey Weinstein because we'll miss the what, silver lining? Because we'll miss the, the, the point. We'll miss the point. 
we've watched this person as I'm watching these videos now and everything was, didn't I champion for y'all? Soon as you called me up, didn't I champion for y'all? For the production. It's like Oprah Winfrey, stop it. Because what you know what you did was you didn't champion for those black women, for our sisters. You didn't champion for them. What you did was you, in my humble opinion, it was we can treat them just like we always treat the black actress. Who gonna check me, boo? Oh. I'm Oprah Winfrey. So then when Oprah Winfrey got the call, well, I fixed everything. But y'all know everything should have been done when you showed up. And that's the part that we're missing. I didn't hear no lie. I didn't hear no lie. The saddest part about all this is that the sets are better at the Zeus Network. Have you been with me on set at Zeus? Yep. Yep. Uh, for the reunion show. It was a very nice tell it, trailer. You, you act. Tell everybody, <laughs> tell everybody my experience what at Zeus. It was a very nice, plush, beautiful trailer. Luxury yeah. trailer. It's very, very nice. Shower. Yeah. TV. <laughs> and the checks were checking. The checks cleared immediately. But also... Um, I sent over my writer. I didn't even have a writer, Rob. When they asked me to do the first thing at Zeus, I sent over my writer. My hot tea was teen. I had everything down to the lemon uh, pills, okay? At Zeus Network. So when y'all be talking about that, but that goes back to black owned. You should be ashamed of your black ass, Oprah. <laughs> what if your cook wouldn't have been able to get you your meal with your Ozempic in the morning? I bet you'd feel some type of way. Why does Taraji have to call about a trailer on a set of Color Purple, the legacy movie that helped you get off the fat farm treadmill <laughs> and go over become an actress. Am I lying though? I know my delivery sometimes <laughs> is a lot, but she said she was at the fat farm running on the treadmill and they said, and I quote, Steven Spielberg is on the phone and if you lose one pound, you will lose your job. You will lose this opportunity. Mm -hmm. So she hopped her fat ass off that treadmill and she ran over there to the... Wherever plantation they were filming that movie and her and Suge was rolling around in the dirt. I don't know the whole situation. I'm just saying, I'm 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 improving here. But can you imagine Orange is the new black star? Taraji, you know, P. Henson, you know, star of the empire coming over to Oprah's Empire, not even being able to eat a donut because there's no food. You're starving these black actresses out. And now Monique, you done put gas under her Geo Metro to roll right over you. And you know what's interesting? When I saw Taraji at this W Mag party and I was there with Christian Louboutin, I talked about this on the last podcast. When she walked in, she had lots of fluid coming from her eyes. And somebody asked her, like, are you crying? And she said, no, she blamed it on something else. But it was a lot of tears. It was like she was crying. And I'm wondering... Now that Taraji is speaking up, and hopefully we'll get to that, is she doing it because she doesn't want to be canceled like Monique? The last thing we saw from Monique was Precious, her standing at the bottom telling the fat girl to get her fat ass out the house because she was pregnant. You know what I mean? Roll up. This ain't the color purple, Oprah. This is color black and white. And black and white is what they put on prisoners when they go to jail. You're guilty of providing a hostile work environment to send those actresses in that you know need them calories and they ain't got nothing to eat. Mm -mm -mm. How are they going to do the movie? How are they going to be in there? 
running for her kids that are being taken to Africa and singing them songs. Now, you can look at Fantasia, Danielle, and all them girls knowing that they deserve to be treated like queens. And yet, mm -mm, not on this good old Olympic day of yours. Well, I'm glad I'm not an actor. Because some say Taraji was acting when she was sitting next to Oprah trying to clear the air. But where was why, why was Taraji not on the red carpet during the Golden Globes when Oprah, Fantasia, Danielle, and Gail were all colluding to undermine her effort to stand up for the girls? Had you noticed that? Mm -hmm. That's what I asked last week. Rob, you didn't catch that? I knew, I noticed she wasn't there. That was weird. Wasn't it was it noticeable that she wasn't there? Yeah, absolutely. She was the only one missing and she was the only one being spoken about. Was Fantasia and all them saying now, why is this a thing? Were they all shaming Taraji? No, I don't think they were shaming they were Taraji. Quiet. I think they were trying to shame the everyone else for like having a voice, a say in the situation. Danielle was like, this is my first Golden Globes. I want to get to the car. <laughs> Danielle wanted to get up out of there because she didn't want to be a part of the circus. Yeah, I don't know. It's giving cover up. It's giving collusion. It's giving Taraji may have opened a can of worms that she wasn't ready to eat. It's giving she wants to still work, so she's going to be quiet. It's giving she doesn't have the courage um, that Viola Davis has. It's giving that. It's giving what she kind of gives us. I mean, if you think about it, what she's talking about and being treated fairly and treated with respect and honest pay and food and all that. I mean. Don't that apply when I say I feel like black people should be supporting us? People call me all the time and say, stop saying that black people need to come over to your platform. It's big. It's this, it's that. It doesn't mean that I need to stop Need to stop asking for the, us to support each other, right? Mm -hmm. So Taraji, why don't you do unto others as you want them to do unto you? Or maybe you already are. Bye. All right. I don't know why this is a topic, but it's here. We're going to talk about it. Rick Ross got a new girlfriend. All right. Well, Rick Ross is dating a girl who's his new girl. By the way, I think she's really pretty. Y'all need to stop talking about her teeth. I don't know why every time I turn on social media, y'all got something to say about her teeth. She bought them teeth. They belong to her. She can do whatever she want with them. And they white. He likes him a little yellow bone, huh? Remember he had Pretty V? What? I don't know. I don't know nothing about nothing. Rick Ross not only has a new boo, but also has a new baby. It's just with another woman. Allegedly. Allegedly. Are condoms overrated these days? I mean, if you're in a relationship, Clearly. no one uses them. Which is we raw dogging over here, allegedly. Yeah. I don't. I don't have sex, so. <laughs> that, Rob, I don't. Let's see. Hold on. <laughs> How many this week? Zero. I have a lie detector test that I was supposed to give to. Pull it out. I swear to God, I will. Hold on. I bought it for Hold the on. show. It was all a lie. <laughs> Bro, why are you laughing so hard? Uh, I just feel like I'm uh, back you know. to the story. <laughs> Thank you. He's allegedly has a baby on the way by another woman, not the girlfriend that he's with now. Now, from what I heard, this is a social influencer who said she was going to do whatever it takes to get famous. I ain't going to say how I know, but just know if she say I'm lying, I got the receipt to prove it. Now, since November, Rosé has been spotted out with a girl named Christina Mackey. That's her right here. Now, let me show you a photo of both of them together. This is the new couple. <laughs> you know what? It's it, it's, <laughs> what? Why is she grabbing his stomach like that? <laughs> Put the picture back up. She holding it. Maybe, maybe, he, maybe he just ate. 
he's grabbing her booty and she's grabbing his belly (laughs) he do be going to Wingstop okay maybe they stopped at Wingstop on the way to wherever that photo was well anyway before Christina uh, Mm -hmm. Rosé was last linked to a woman named Christina uh, (laughs) before Christina Rosé was linked to my friend and fellow while and out cast member Pretty V let me share a picture of them I told you he liked a little skinny uh, yellow bone Mm. I like that photo another one's kind of giving like she kind of given, I got my own money, kind of given, I already got the cloud, don't need it from you. Love okay, well, either way, in 2021, the two sparked dating rumors when they did a campaign together for Rosé's Bel Air Champagne. Then in 2022, they continued fueling rumors from the BET Awards red carpet. Then in 2022, they continued fueling rumors when they were spotted on the BET Awards red carpet. Take a look. What's up, y'all? It's your girl, Pretty B, and look who's behind me. My bae. That's right. What's the day? That's right. It's like what we is. We gonna keep them out of our business. <laughs> that last frame is what I would have did had somebody tried to do that to me on the red carpet. I, I, you know, I just think keeping your relationships private keep people like us out of your relationships. You usually do it to be in the news, to stay on the blogs, or to get clout. Nobody. Sh- I mean, why is who you're dating a thing? Mm-hmm. You know, most of you women are so insecure that you need your man to post you in order for you to feel like he just got you. But guess what? He can go slang that thing anywhere he want with or without you in the public knowing that you're a thing. A man don't need to post you on their Instagram to keep his penis in his pants. We already know that. And then you men posting these women like Christmas tree decorations when you know there's a light from the other side of the tree waiting to shine on Instagram too. That's how y'all get caught up. All of you just look foolish. Not you, Rick, but I mean, maybe let's keep talking. Well, later that year, V was asked about the dating rumors, and she said this on Revolt's Black Girl Stuff. Lead, so I want my my significant other to lead. So I'm not saying that, you know, you can't have a a job that, you know, pays, and you're working a nine-to-five, or you're working an honest job, like you said. That's fine, right? But please make sure, if I would like to go on my dates (laughs) and my little little trips and dip, that you could afford them that. Because I might have to order some things. It makes a lot of sense, because rumor has it that you're dating a boss. Uh Some say the biggest boss that you've seen thus far. Uh (laughs) Rick Uh Ross, is that really what kind of attracted you to him to say, no, that's the guy for me? Yeah, it's the boss. (laughs) I think it's the, the boss in him. I just think he's like, you know, I like guys who lead. So when you're a leader... You could step to me, you know? But again, when it comes down to Ross, like, Ross is the type of person who you look at and you just admire, you're inspired by. Like, I want to do what you're doing, so teach me. Mm-hmm. So in the, in the back end, I'm actually a student to the game as well. Oh so, I, I, I mean, yeah, if you want to say that, that's just what it is. Well, a year later, he led himself to another woman named Christina Mackey. Now, um, Christina has gone viral for dissing Pretty V and Rosé's other exes on the... Cali Kickback Podcast. Listen. How do that make you feel about people questioning, you know, where's Pretty V? How do that make you feel? It doesn't make me feel anywhere at all. I think it's funny. Mm -hmm. Uh, It's just, it's levels to everything, right? Mm -hmm. And that was never this. Mm. For the people that don't know, what do you mean by that was never this and there's levels to it? Whatever they have is not what we have. Temple, you know, mm-hmm. it's no disrespect to anybody. Mm-hmm. But whatever y'all think they had is not what we for sure have. Mm. <laughs> it's just not. So I'm not worried about it. Mm. I don't. I see the comments too. You Did know? they go public? 
No. Well, everybody had, they had to go public and everybody knew. Well, where's the pictures of them holding hands and them kissing and them on the jet together and them in Dubai and her on the billboard? Like, where's that at? Where's the flowers? Where's all that? Y'all put a comment. Y'all let me know. Y'all pull that shit up. Because I was on it? some player shit. I no, never like, was checking While for we're that. on the topic, though, like, show me where he did that with anybody. Uh, Lear Galore, I believe. Show me where he did mm. that with anybody. Line them up. Oh, really? Mm -hmm. I ain't never peeped game, but I know he was for show public with Lear Galore. I know that, too. Uh-huh. You know, shout out to Lear. But mm -hmm. show me where he did what he's doing with me, with anybody. My greatest fear in life of having a daughter <laughs> is that one day I'll be sitting at home watching... The Cali Kickback Podcast. <laughs> and she be there talking about her whole value being wrapped up in what a man did with other women. I can tell you were not raised properly. I'm not going to say by dogs because you do pull yourself together pretty well. But there's no way that as a woman with any level of confidence, you thought sitting there and judging a relationship a man had before you with a woman solely based on whether or not he put a picture of them on a jet together. When you can go and look over at Pretty V's Instagram and see her follower count, her career count, and everything she does to stand on her own two feet is more than you've ever appeared to do. Now, please don't come for me online because you don't know what receipts I got and I don't want to embarrass you, but it's, it's you've already done that to yourself. Now, Rick, the biggest boss so far, first of all, I'm a huge fan of Rick Ross and I like him as a person. And I love when he comments on everything on our pot, on our platform. He'll go in there and say, go eat some Wingstop because he's a part owner. He's a boss. Sipping Bel Air. Um, he loves that you guys are fighting over him or that you're, we were actually in a fight with yourself. But, you know, he loves that you're fighting over being with him and all that because every man, that's an ego boost, you know? Suck my dick, eat a chicken wing, and then go talk about me on the Cali Kickback <laughs> podcast. But I think shading another woman to prove your the value of your relationship with your man that you're with now is so beneath, it should be beneath you. Mm -hmm. This is why I won't date a celebrity. God forbid I'm in a relationship with you and, and somebody have the audacity with everything I built, ward shows, city councilmen, all, that you would ask me to sum up my relationship with somebody? Next question. I just think if, you know, unless you're doing this for clout for the purpose of getting talked about right now, which we would have never talked about you had you never done this, unless you're doing it for those purposes, I don't know why. What's the reason? When you look at that, when you hear what you just heard, shout out to Lyra, by the way, it's my girl. What you think? What y'all think? To me, it's just like, not only are you going to come for Lyra, she came for Pretty V, and it's just like projecting all her insecurities. Like, let Rick Ross say that. Not you. Like, why are you speaking on women that you don't even know? It's just back to the clout chasing. It's, it's like icky. at this point, you're just trying to get clicks and likes because it, it it makes no sense to me that you're having that conversation. And clearly, this man has. And uh, now I see. I've been seeing clips online. They call her a pick me. So what's a pick me? Like the girls are like pick me, pick me. Like they'll do anything <laughs> just to get chose. That's what it's given for me. I never heard of a pick me <laughs> until now either. Yeah. Well, um. <laughs> Does Rick have any responsibility in this? I mean, as a man, he loves it. I mean, he's not going to say anything. Absolutely not. He might take her to Wingstop. <laughs> I don't know. Um, 
Christina saw a lot of the comments, um, and of course she responded to them about, you know, shading pretty V. Take a look. It's social media, it's everybody's business. Yeah, but you know, if you mind your business, I can mind my business. Whatever I post doesn't mean you get to dig deep into what I say, you know? If I say that this is my person, this is my person. And if I wanna post my person, I'm gonna post my person, right? You know, in the interview I just did with Lewis Bell on the Cali Kickback, I want to be very clear. I'm not shading any women that he's ever talked to. You guys are all beautiful. We all are. <laughs> that's why he probably picked you, right? But um, that's just not what we're doing anymore, you know? And the fact that I'm confident about my relationship and it disturbs some of y'all says a lot about what y'all... Why do y'all talk to Instagram followers about y'all relationships? I mean, like, you're literally... If you really think about it, you're talking to a screen... You're talking to a screen about your relationship. Maybe I'm the type of person I value privacy in my personal relationships because you want to protect the things you hold sacred. Because once you invite people in, we've seen with Cardi, we've seen with everybody, now it becomes, they, they are part of it too. Uh -huh. What do you think? Yeah, we just talked about this last week. It's so weird to me for you to say you can't have an opinion on what I say, but you went on an interview to talk about things for people to have an opinion on. And then now you are going live telling people not to have an opinion about what you say, but you're having the conversation again. It's just ridiculous to me. She looks stupid. Rick Ross, I have to tell you this because you are the biggest boss thus far. When you break up with Christina, baby, baby, and I don't mean that in, I ain't sex playing you, I'm just saying baby, she's going to be something else. So I hope you got that. <laughs> That NDA lined up and that NDA and that DNA to trace her when she do something crazy because she's going to be a problem. Well, meanwhile, Christina was also beefing with one of Rosé's first baby mamas, Tia Kemp, who said Christina couldn't cook. Look at what Tia uh, had to say. This man demanded a taco bar today. So we did a little flamingo taco bar. Tell me something. Yeah, you're welcome. Hey, if I say a bitch can't make a taco, bitch, you can't make a taco. If you can't make a fucking taco, you, you might want to just help up. Somebody send somebody this for a gift. Just can't even make a Getty. How you can't make a Getty or a Yako hoe? Tell that fat bitch unblock me hoe. I know he sat on the toilet for eight hours. I know him. He don't eat tomatoes. When I saw that, I love tomatoes. You see all this shit on my wheel don't like tomatoes. How the fuck you sat there and bit that taco knowing damn well you would have told me? He, he would have did this first if I would have gave him. Ain't no tomatoes on here, right? Nah, nah, there ain't no tomatoes on there. All right. Made me three more. Don't be good. Man, dog wanted to throw up when he bit that shit like is that bitch didn't block me. I don't know why they blocked me. They blocked me. They don't want me. I don't know. I ain't fucking with nobody, bro. But how you gonna block your baby mama? We gotta talk. If that little boy break his finger, I gotta call you, right? Because I ain't calling your mama. I ain't lay with her. She still called me. She ain't blocked me. You goofy, bro. Grow up. Stop fucking them 20 olds, man. Like Joe Button say. Just act young and dress young because they still fucking they they churns age. And yeah, I got a 25-year-old, so cheers.
That is my greatest fear. Like having your business up. That's a lot. Well, Christina, of course, doing what you do when you're trying to chase clout, responded, look. Why would you just move with a man? Why wouldn't you just move with a man? If you lived with your man, you wouldn't be on my page on a fake account at 40 something years old. You know what I'm saying? You would just be minding your business because it's the same person making the fake accounts. You know, but I, I wish love on you and I wish happiness on you too. Cause when things are good, you make it work. You pick up and you move. I don't got no kids. I'm not, you know, I'm not anybody's baby mother. You know, I'm, I'm single, I'm young and I'm enjoying the ride. That's what we're going to do. Well, V heard about everything that Christina has been doing and she just said she's laughing at it. She's not going to invest any energy in it at all. Well, Christina's continuing to go live to talk about the very thing that you just said. You said she looks like a pick-me girl. Well, she addressed you and everybody else that says she's a pick-me girl. Look. Please keep calling me a pick-me. I'm asking you to refer to me as a pick-me. I prefer it. All you're doing is manifesting that up with me. I want to get picked over and 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 over again by the same man a million times. I want to marry that man. I want to have that man's children. And I want to live a happy life because he keeps picking me and I keep picking him. I'm a pick me for sure. I'm not a whatever the opposite of that would be. A not pick me. Whoever raised their hand and said, hey, don't pick me. I am a lover. I am here to be loved. I am here to give love. I'm a pick me. Pick me, pick me, pick me, for sure, 100%. You're not gonna my feelings. All you're doing is manifesting it with me. Let's do it together. Pick Christina Mackey, pick Christina Mackey. Cause I'm picking him too. So if I'm a pick me, he's a pick me and we get chose together. Y'all gotta grow the fuck up. Well, if you wanna be a pick me, I hope they choose you to babysit his new baby because as you continue to ride for that man news broke on hollywood unlocked and everywhere else about him fathering a new baby with another woman <sighs> named sierra nicole sierra didn't thank the fans for congratulating her on a baby with the man who's dating to pick me look Congrats to you and Rick Ross's new bundle of joy. And she said, thank you. And, you know, you know, the team texted me and said, what do you think? Should we post this? And I said, ah, let me see. what. Let me go over to Rick's page. I said, just go ahead and put it up. And Rick came by Hollywood Unlocked. Take a look. And he liked the post. <laughs> so he's confirming that that is his baby. Let's give him a round of applause. In fact, no. Anybody who can date a pick me, take her to Wingstop and then drop her off to baby. <laughs> Babysit a baby with another woman deserves flowers. What do you think? That's why she was holding his stomach because she knew he was expecting a baby. Stop it. Uh-uh. No, we're not going to fetch. When Rick Rick said he's coming on the show, when Rick, Rick, when you come on, this is the producer right here. <laughs> I love Rick Ross, but... No, don't... Uh-uh. uh-uh I do. Uh-uh, nope. he, I love bellies. Nope, What's wrong nope. with that? Don't be fucking don't do rude. <laughs> what? Nope. 
Well, Christina congratulated Sierra, trying to appear unbothered as her new man welcomed his sixth child with a fourth woman, but she quickly got called out for cloud chasing. Here's a photo of Sierra responding to Christina's congratulations. It's giving stranger danger, <laughs> baby, we don't know you. Play with someone else for clout. What a cute baby, by the way. Mm -hmm. I just want to say congratulations, Sierra. Keep it classy. Uh, girl, this is not going to end well for you. Remember, I'm telling you, a 46-year-old person who oversees the news every day in America, in the world, this is not going to go well for you. Because even if you're doing this for clout, you're not even following Krishan Rock's blueprint. <laughs> Because he's not participating in it. Because he has a real career and he's a real entrepreneur and a real dad to a new baby. And you're now in a relationship as a as a stepmom to an infant. Oh, my God. When you're in a relationship and you're a step-parent to a kid that's been in the relationship less than you have, you're in danger, girl. All right. I'm going to get some wings stop after this. Bye. Every time I turn on the internet, this man's face is here. Cat Williams. Now, Cat Williams, why did you do this to Fast and the Furious? <laughs> right. And who's choosing the photos for this show? Because y'all intentionally chose sideburns, knowing that he just said that the Illuminati. <laughs> Cat Williams burnt down the internet three weeks ago. Over 50 million views on the Shay Shay Club Shay Shay Show. Well, the fallout from that interview is still happening. And he he dropped the freestyle against uh, Ludacris. Now, for almost three hours, Kat sat on that show and let everybody from Kevin Hart, Steve Harvey, Cedric the Entertainer, Ricky Smiley, Chris Tucker, Michael Blackson, Faison Love, and even Ludacris know what he thought about them. Well, he slammed Ludacris for us all to watch and... And his wife. But this is what he said. So there was a crossroads where we were both invited to an Illuminati thing. And it had to be one or the other of us. And decisions had to be made. So it was both of us. We were equal. One of us had to cut off all their hair and couldn't do the sideburn thing no more with the points. And the next person they said was going to get $200 million because they were going to pay him $10 million a movie to do 20 movies. And that's how the conversation happened. One of those persons turned out to be ludicrous, and the other person turned out to be Cat Williams. Now, one person ended up with a light-skinned, ugly-faced wife that's never done a... Remember I told you that if I say that, it applied to seven people? Yes. It's part of what they give you. Okay? I didn't get it. Well, uh, you remember Luda then snapped back at him. I don't want to play the whole song here, and I'm not going to read all this, but let me put up a photo of the lyrics. Screenshot this and come back to it later. Basically, he said he ain't never been in the Illuminati. He didn't address him saying his hard-faced, light-skinned wife, but whatever, we saw all that. Well, Cat Williams responded with his own freestyle disc, and this is when he appeared on the Suge Knight's podcast, Collect Calls, because as you know, uh, Suge Knight is doing this podcast from prison. Between this and the Biden-Harris-Trump election, the world is <laughs> failing me. <laughs> All right, well, uh, this is what um, Cat Williams said in his uh, 
freestyle this. Number one, one of us is killer and the other one is not. One of us the realest and the other one not. I'm coming for your number one. Uh, oh, Chris, I wish you never came to this. And you pissed rapper free for the first time, but you dismissed the wrong side of history in a time like this. It's so ludicrous. Sorry, uterus. You were infant chronicles. It was the interruption from the collect calls about to end for me. Even the jail was over that shit. Cat, now you gave a great interview, but you know you had no business rapping, and you definitely shouldn't have been rapping on a collect call because we know pay phone calls never allow you to hear what the person's saying. That's why me and Crip Bay didn't work out. Well, it looks like, did you guys catch anything he said, or were you inspired to go yes. buy an album after that? No. You want to buy his album? Yep. I support no. him. What? He ate that. When you talk about the roaches in the ring. Marina, you're white. Have you ever seen a roach? <laughs> in, in your upbringing. <laughs> in uh, your upbringing. No. In the street, not in the house. Okay. You took a shot at Stockton and then you're going to go back to those streets? <laughs> and you're going to go back there? <laughs> Y'all can't trust Sochimiko if you want to. <laughs> I'm gonna bring her to Stockton just for y'all, just so, just so y'all can have a moment. Mm -hmm. That's why we need you a city council to get rid of. All oh the no! Voters. Don't clean up my political. <laughs> don't, don't, don't drag my political career into it. Because I grew up with roaches, so I, I, I have a, I don't like them, but I don't roach shame. All right. Well, it looked like Cat's Cat's career in music isn't ending there because he revealed that he's going to be on a Tupac album. Let this man rest. I guess Tupac. Oh, he said. He said the song is going to feature Cardi B. I know that's a lie. I can tell you that right now. Shook says that Cardi is the female version of Tupac. No. I love Cardi and I love Tupac. But no. No, 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 no. Cardi B is Cardi B, and Tupac is Tupac. And Cat Williams is uh, is pooky in the music industry, thinking that this music is going to go somewhere. Although, I still say Cat Williams in his interview is what the world needs, more of truth, whether or not it's truth or false, what he said, but it was his truth. And I live for it. Um, what do we? Where do we go from here? Suge Knight killed somebody and is in jail doing a podcast <laughs> through collect calls. <laughs> Shook says that Cardi is the female Tupac. Cat Williams has now attacked Ludacris and his wife through a song after Ludacris hit him with a song. Mm -hmm. Do we care about any of this? No. I'm sorry. Look, I know everybody is like riding hard for Cat, but to me, it just feels like he's taking shots at all the A-list black celebrities who kind of made it to a certain point in their career. That's not a dig at Cat. I'm just saying to me, it's just starting to give that. 
It's but I, but I love, but uh, let me take a step, step back because I've talked to some of these people. I ain't going to say your names because, you know, you guys have texted me and we've, we've gone back and forth. I mean, him revealing that Steve Hartby was a man unit. <laughs> I didn't believe, I didn't know that. I thought he just had a Chris lineup. Okay. <laughs> now I feel, I feel offended and disrespected and lied to. Okay. It reminded me of my dad said he was coming back and never did. Oh, okay. Then he said Cedric the Entertainer stole a joke. Cedric never said he didn't. Then he said all these different things, and nobody has yet said that Cat was lying. Cat did what he's what's not supposed to happen, and he mm-hmm. unlocked Hollywood. Cat, oh. <laughs> you're welcome on the oh, Jason Lee Show God. any day that you'd like to come. I don't know. I don't want to hear you rap though. Next. All right, our favorite couple is back in the news. Let me see. Hold on. Um Blueface and Krishan. God, it's been really quiet at Hollywood Unlocked on these two because, you know, Big Blue's in jail, Crip walking, and she's walked out of his life. Well, she walked out of a set the other day that almost got shot up too, by the way. Well, Blueface last week was supposed to do the Jason Lee show, which is why we didn't have a show, because he ended up having to turn himself in last minute. Uh, And, you know, now he's in the L.A. County jail for violating his probation. Now, while we thought we would catch a break from Blue Circus, we're right back at it again because Krishan Rock is keeping the lights on with her latest viral antics. Now, according to reports, Blueface violated the terms of his probation for an assault case in L.A. a few years ago and won't be released from jail until July 2nd. Now, I've heard that, you know, with overcrowding, he might be out sooner than you think. Uh, You know, the last text I got from him, he told me that he was going to go to jail and come right to the show when he got out. So I'm hoping that I don't have to wait till July 2nd to kind of find out everything that's been going on. Plus, I want to know what his jail experience was like. Mm -hmm. Hmm, I can only imagine. I don't want to go to the L.A. County jail. I don't want to go to any jail. Yeah. Anyway, let me just leave that. I'm going to just walk right on. Now, there's a possibility that he might get out soon. Uh, and I just mentioned you because the L.A. jails and almost every jail in California is overcrowded. Well, as Blue turned himself in, Krishan was right by his side with Krishan Jr. in her arms. Now, a lot of you online are saying, Jason, ask him why does he keep going in and out of the kid's life? It isn't his. And My question would be, why does Krishan keep bringing Krishan Jr. in his life if he won't claim the, the kid? You know, and I haven't talked to Krishan, so I don't know. But either way, Krishan was holding Krishan Jr. while she was walking with Blueface to go to jail. Now, Blue's manager and friend to the show and Hollywood Unlocked and mine, Wack 100, said that she's faking the support for the cameras. Now, he said, quote, Cap, this is all just a clout move. She's the reason why he's in there. Knock off the cap. Now, there's been claims by Wack and other people that Krishan, I'll say allegedly, allegedly. tried to set Blueface up and have him robbed and killed or some, some craziness uh, and believes that, you know, she's only in this for her own game. Wack also said uh, that Blue will most likely be home by the spring break, you know, so the team isn't too stressed out over whatever Krishan and anybody else has going on or him even being in there. Now, Blue even phoned his first baby mama, Jaden Alexis, with a jail update. Now, know this. Jaden has a new girlfriend. Listen. Hey, I love it here. Active, cracking. It's the only place you can look over and not go to jail for it. Because I'm already in jail for it. <laughs> oh, that's my crib, man. Hey, I love you, girl. You know I'm going to be home soon. Way before the date. So, yeah. Let them know I said that. That's why. 
and ain't no soldier boy niggas in here. Everybody with the yeah, everybody with the full fledged. Ain't nobody in here talking about some. Oh no, oh the address, my my please. Why are we getting collect calls from Blueface? <laughs> Blueface is going to find a way to go viral. We love Blueface over here. By the way, um, I invested in the entire free Blueface line. I told Andrew, order everything in the large. You were there. Mm -hmm. Did it's, you get it? I don't. Get it's it? not here yet. I'm going to wear no. it. Don't, don't you support, support free and Blueface? Mm -hmm. What about you? Yeah. <laughs> but I like it. He's just in a little timeout now. We needed a break. Yeah. Well, we needed a break. Yeah, we needed a break. But we, we're not getting a break because he's still calling in from jail. Mm-hmm. And she's with her bookie. Now, since Blueface is away, Krishan has come out to play. But things almost got deadly. I told you she just had a viral moment where we all saw with our own eyes. Earlier this week in Atlanta, Krishan filmed a 20 versus 1 dating show with 20 candidates vying for her attention and wanting to be her boo. However, the exciting experience quickly went crazy and turned into a nightmare when a masked gunman entered the set. And it was all caught on camera and went viral for the world to watch. This was not a Zeus production. <laughs> This was real life. Take a look. It's kind of scary. Well, the video went viral, and then Krishan took to Instagram to explain what happened. Take a look. Uh, I was gonna win that shit. Why the fuck do you look like that? Oh, I can't believe that. Nigga, niggas came in here with guns, bro. <laughs> I ain't gonna tell who it is, cause I ain't no snitch. But they gonna they gonna tell you who came. Nigga, nigga, nigga almost died. Nigga. No, 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 Y'all better post that shit. He like, Hello? who should I blow? And I'm like, don't yeah, blow yeah. nobody yet. They ain't point, they ain't point no guns over here to me. They pointed at that nigga. The Tell them stop. Like I don't know. Like it was crazy. Like bro was literally looking at a fucking. I can. I felt him. Like the one that was looking at the. You beat him up. Y'all already punched each other. First, they was socking each other, right? Then the nigga that was losing, he said, fuck this shit. He took the gun and then just pistol whooped the nigga in the face with it. Like, basically cheating because the squabbling wasn't enough. So then he took all his shit out. And then just put it in the nigga face. And we're all looking at him like, one nigga got the camera. Nobody calling the cops. I don't got my phone. They put that shit in the corner. And that's why I kept grabbing my shit too at the same time. Like, what the fuck? Then my security, like, all right, stay right here in the corner. Okay. But that nigga over there about to get shot up. Tell the nigga not to shoot him. The fuck? These YouTubers be really at war, bro. They really be at war, bro. Like, it's something deep about them too. So it was the YouTuber that pulled the gun out. I feel. Do you know who it was? Uh, I, I saw some stuff on Instagram. I don't know. I don't know who the other YouTuber is, but apparently he was like allegedly coming to take his equipment and video footage. So now you're gonna go to prison for pistol whipping somebody, and because she pretty much gets get, just if you're watching this right now, 
two things. Go ahead and put the name in the comments and then tag Fanny Willis, the DA from Atlanta. <laughs> Stay giving out Ricos anyway. Y'all know she Fanny Willis is not playing out there. You see YSL every she is taking everybody down. Y'all went to Atlanta to play around and then went live and just said everything. Do you think this is why the world is fucked up? We're like social media now. Because on X, if you go over to X, you see people getting killed and everything. Yeah. People getting haircuts and ambushed and stuff. And then they wonder why I go to the Abbey with security. I'm going to make it home every day. Do you think this, what, what's happening? We're desensitized to violence mm -hmm. and death. And the, like this young generation, they I don't think they comprehend the fact that death is final. Like when you shoot that person, life is done. And for for them, you and them. For you and them. But it's like a video game for everybody. I don't mm -hmm. know. They just, it, it, we're so desensitized to the violence now. It's crazy. Mm. Yeah. It's sad. And like, the I don't, I just wish Christian will get off live. Like not everything needs to be broadcasted. And I hope that 20 versus 1 never airs. I don't know. They're probably not going to air that, huh? I'm sure they are. Because so you're going to subscribe to go watch it. Like, think about it. The level of what you have to do now to get famous. Now we're killing people on camera. Mm -hmm. We're almost killing people on camera. I don't know. I want no parts of it. Um, but would we talk about Krishan if this kind of stuff wasn't happening? <laughs> They're the masters of clicks. They really are her and Blueface. I do feel like there was a moment where Krishan could have done so much more with her career. And I'm not saying that that moment's lost. I just feel like she needs to bring it back to focusing on that. Because what would she do without Blueface? Mm. Like to go viral. Like the music has to hit. Because if you go viral, and if the music isn't hitting and you're an artist, you're done. Then you're just a viral sensation. So you got to keep up this drama. Mm -hmm. I don't know. I'm at a, a point in my life where I want peace. I almost changed my numbers the other day because I just want to be able to like talk to who I want to talk to. And who I want to talk to these days are just people that I need to talk to. I don't need to talk to everybody else. Uh, either way, I wish you the best, uh, Krishan. I want to see you happy. You know, we had you perform at our award show. We had you on the show a couple of times. Uh, you know, we have love for you. Healthcare Unlocked, you launched that. And Blueface you know you'll always have a special place in my heart. <laughs> and hurry up and come home soon and get on the show. All right, that's it. Whew, this show was exhausting. I feel it's like we've been here on. all day. Mm -hmm. It might be safe to say that we're getting a Happy New Year redo on February 1st because we started out a whole new year and still reporting on the same old drama. Jonathan Major's career continues to spiral down the drain. Oprah is still getting dragged for filth for her alleged mistreatment of black actresses. But did any of that surprise you? The slim chance, huh? Shout out to Ozempic. Well, perhaps the most shocking thing has been Cat Williams roasting his fellow black comedians and now firing back at Ludacris with a viral diss record on Collect Calls with Suge Knight. Who knew that Cat could even rap? Hip-hop had one hell of a week between Cat Williams dissing Ludacris and my girl Young Miami dissing academics, but we're not even going to talk about that because there was another relationship that we talked about that we need to get into. Now, I'm hoping that Rick Ross, the biggest boss so far, had Christina Mackey sign an NDA, because if she didn't, she's going to be right over there at Club Shay Shay, doing her big Cat Williams. And speaking of Cat Williams, the internet needs a break. You know, the one we thought we were going to get when Blueface went on vacation? That done went away, too. And Krishan said, it's just time to play. And she wasted no time. After her speeding day in Atlanta went left, Preferably, she makes things go right and sees it as a sign to lay low 
and just make her money in peace. God bless us all and the internet that we live in. That is it for today's show. I know we are happy to get out of here with all we had to talk about. We're going to keep things moving because although this show only airs once a week, we don't have an interview because Blueface went to jail. So we'll be airing another episode of the Jason Lee podcast later on this week on Friday. So make sure you stay locked in. Subscribe everywhere that uh, uh, podcast stream. And also make sure that you subscribe right here on YouTube. I want to show you one more thing. And this is, I, you know, at the top of the show, I told you uh, that uh, I'm in this race for city council and that I'm, I'm going to win, that we're taking it home in March. I want to show you really quick a video I got from a little kid. My friend Savina Gaines, her kid who went out knocking on doors. Mind you, this is a foster kid. And you know my story of being a foster kid. He went knocking on doors promoting Jason Lee for city council. So I'm going to share it with you. Take a look. Skylar, say good morning. What are you doing? For? For Jason Lee? Is that your candidate? Yeah. Yeah. He cares about your life. All right. You really think you really believe he cares about your life? Yeah. That's right. I think he does too. I believe he does. <laughs> Kids are amazing, aren't they? Go ahead, get the next house, babe. And that's why we're doing it. Till next time, peace. The Jason Lee Podcast.